0: What's up? It's Kevin Schuster, and welcome to the Kevin Schuster Perspective, MMA show 2, UFC 248 pre-fight show. Let's get it going. Alright, so UFC 248 is this Saturday, March 7th, at uh, T-Mobile Arena, and I'm super excited for this card. Uh, It has two championship fights. Strawweight champion Zhang Weili against Ioannion Jacek and middleweight champion Israel Adesanya versus Yo Romero. Two amazing fights. Uh, I've been super excited especially seeing a lot of their last performances. Uh, a lot of ups and downs for some of these fighters and it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out and I get to go, uh, go home and see it with uh, some of my friends and family. It should be a great time but yeah let's get it started. Pretty much I'm just going over all the, uh, the five fights in the main card. Uh, I'm gonna break them down a little bit try to break down each fighter and uh, Give you my predictions on what I think is gonna happen. So, the first fight is Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin. Now, Oliveira is 8, and one with nine wins in the UFC. You know, very that's very good. Nine wins in the UFC because that's you know the UFC is the top promotion. It's normally has the best fighters, so you know it's a a great statistic to have. But he is on a three fight losing streak. Uh, he lost two decisions and a submission. Um, so. That's either ups and you know, that's either good in sense in the sense that uh you know this could be a big comeback fight for him, but also you know he's getting a little bit older now, so you don't know if this just means that maybe he's you know his skill level's going down if his health maybe is going down just if his body can't take it as much anymore, uh you never know, but um he's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, obviously you know a great a great future to have, but you know his outside of fighting has been a Um, A little weird recently He uh, uh, Two years ago 2018 um, Him and his family Down in uh, Brazil Were in an altercation With armed thugs And um, a grenade Actually happened to go off And fragments Blew into Oliveira's leg And he required surgery to, To get those removed So you know That's always Having surgery Especially on the lower parts Of your leg When leg kicks Are so important And checking Other people's kicks Are so important That it's always a you know it's something you gotta look out for, and I mean if you're Max Griffin, that's something maybe you you can try to target as well. And then he also had a in two thousand nineteen a domestic violence issue um, regarding his girlfriend and, and their kid. Um, so it's a you know it's definitely been a bumpy road with those two things and the last his last three fights being losses. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he can you know come back from all that, maybe put the past behind him and and move forward some more. Um, and now for Max Griffin, he's 15-7, and seven. he's 3-5 and five in the UFC, um, which is okay, especially, you know, only eight fights in the UFC, so it's not too, too much experience. Um, but he only has won two of his last six fights. Both were by decision. Um, a notable thing is that he actually beat Mike Perry, by decision, of course, but Oliveira lost to him uh, a few years back, so it's always interesting to see The fight styles um, seeing Griffin was able to take care of Mike Perry whereas Oliveira wasn't so that's always something Griffin can take into uh, his camp and they can focus on those kind of areas that maybe Perry had that they can use against Oliveira but uh, my prediction for this fight I I honestly think Alex Oliveira will win most likely by decision even though he's coming off a uh, three-fight losing streak he has more experience in the UFC and I think he's going to be hungry to get back in there. Um, and most of his losses came from submission. He actually lost four times. Four of his eight losses were by submission. And Griffin is not a submission specialist at all. So you got to take that, throw that right out the window. And if you take the submissions out, Oliveira is 19-4-1, which is a fantastic record against you know non-submission specialists. So that's great. Um, that's how I think the fight's going to go. I don't think either of them will be able to take the other person out. There's just too many decisions, victories in their past for both of them that I don't think, um, I think it'll just be a balanced fight, but Olivera will win probably just by a majority decision, I would assume. And, uh, the next fight, Neil Magny versus Li Jingliang. Now Neil is 21 and seven, but he hasn't fought since 2018. Uh, he has some notable wins though, roughly five years ago or so, um, Against Kelvin Gaslim and then a few years ago against Carlos Condit. Very, those are very good um, competitors, very good uh, fighters, especially Gaslim fighting for the interim belt uh, this past year against Israel Adesanya, <coughs> which was a great fight. Um, but Neil's a uh, brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and but you know he's coming off a loss to Santiago Ponzinibbio um, in the main event at, uh, UFC Fight Night 140. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good fight, but a a loss nonetheless for him. So, I'm sure he'll, he'll definitely want to get back in there with, you know, with the victory and come back from that and continue with his career because 21-7, he's definitely, you know, fighters can definitely go past that. You see, um, I mean, for example, Yo Romero is, is 42 now and he's still fighting. He's still got it in him. So, a lot of these guys are around their 30s or so, so far, who have mentioned, and so they got plenty, they got time left to develop um, and get better, so, but Xing Liang now is 17 and 5, um, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I, I just like noting those, those, uh, what belt they have, just because it, even though they're all the same, they're all pretty good, sometimes, you know. Sometimes more than others, having a jujitsu background can definitely help in in mixed martial arts. It's definitely a very important skill to have, because I mean you can stand on the feet all you want, but if you have a guy that can put you down and submit you, you know that's and you can't really defend it as well. That's a that's a big that's a big thing. Um, and we saw that, you know, with McGregor a couple times, um, even Poirier who who's you know a, a good wrestler, um, but Khabib was even able to take him down with his uh you know. Or experience but Jing Liang you know he's on a three fight winning streak so he's hot right now he's nine and three in the UFC um, out of his 17 wins he has seven knockouts and five submissions very balanced fighter very good fighter which is why my prediction is Jing Liang will finish Magni I don't know what round I mean it's only a three round fight so I would assume the second or third but uh Magny you know he hasn't he lost over a year ago almost two years ago. And he hasn't been in the ring since then. And ring rust is a real thing, not being around and not being involved and not being getting the real fights. You can spar all you want, but not really getting those real fights. Um, it's not good on, a, on an experience level. Um, and just the finishing ability of of Jing Liang will probably be too much. I mean, Magny has some some good wins, but they're decision wins. And you know, people who can finish normally have the advantage, in my opinion. And especially on score sheets, because. Even if they don't finish the people, they're the ones landing the shots, and if Shinglin can get him to the ground, you know there's all the takedown points and all that in the new the new scoring system, so I definitely think he will get the win for that one. Uh, moving right along, uh, Benil Darius versus Trakar Klos. Uh, Darius is seventeen and four and has eight wins by submission. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and a black belt in Muay Thai. He's on a three fight winning streak, two fight submission streak. Against Frank Camusho and Drew Dober, I mean, who are pretty pretty tough opponents. They're not, you know, top of the line. They're not really top ten yet, but they're very good, very good opponents. And he's eleven and four in the UFC, which is a fantastic record to have. He went, you know, six and zero in his uh, you know professional MMA record before entering the UFC, and then and then being 11 and since then is a a very good record to have, but close also is coming off a three-fight winning streak. Uh, Jakar's 11-1-1, one one. Uh, his record, great record. Six fights in the UFC, um, five wins, but all have come by decision. He's a high school state champion wrestler um, back in Iowa, I believe, and he's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So should be very close. But I'm going to stick to my guns on what I said in some of the previous fights. And I think Darius will probably get the victory. He has eight wins by submission. And he's on a two-fight submission winning streak against pretty good opponents. And-, and Close is on a three-fight winning streak, but they're all by decision. And, you know, he's got the wrestling ability. But if you take a guy like Darius down, like a wrestler would, what's going to happen? You know, he's got that very good jujitsu background. Um... And then, you know, so obviously Close is considering that. Obviously the camp is considering that. And then you want to stand up on the feet. He's a black belt in Muay Thai, has multiple wins in professional Muay Thai before moving to MMA. So I think Darius is just all around a better fighter and a more experienced fighter. And so I think he'll probably win by submission. It, that would be, I mean, if all goes well, obviously if it's a fun night, you know, you get to see a bunch of submissions or knockouts. That would be great. But it could go to decision. Um... I just think, you know, Close obviously has very good, you know, wrestling and takedown defense. He does. And he probably has better physical strength, you know. So, you know, maybe he'll get taken down, but his ability to get back up will be, you know, will be questionable. And if, if Darius tries the submissions but maybe can't uh, get them as well as he thought he could, you know, that's very tiring. If you hold in a hold in a submission or you keep trying to get him, but you, you just ke- can't. You know, that takes a lot of energy out of you. So, obviously, then, you know, maybe if it got into the later rounds and that's happening, Close could obviously, you know, bounce back a little bit, try to gain more points to the judges. But I think, nonetheless, Darius will most likely win this fight um, by submission or decision. Now, moving on to the championship fights. Uh, first up, you got Zhang Weili versus Yuan on Jacek for the Strawweight Championship. And this is going to be an amazing fight, 100%. Uh, starting with Ioana, she she was championed for quite a long time um, a few years. So I mean in, in, for championships that you know for defending them that's a long time. Uh, she was always the, the scariest fighter in the division, the best fighter, probably the best straw weight um, to ever live at, at this point in time. I know it's very young sport and especially the women weight classes are, are much younger than, than even the men's. But is a, a great fighter. I, I saw her at UFC 205 when she was against Carolina uh, Kowalkiewicz in, in a nice Polish versus Polish fight. but uh I, I loved Joanna. She's a trash talker, um, but she <coughs> you know, excuse me, she backs that up, and you know she she has this aura around her where she believes that she's just the best and everyone else around her. Just isn't on her level, um, both physically and mentally. And so I think this is going to be a very interesting fight. but Because, you know, Zhang is very good. Zhang Weili is very good. Especially for the division. She has a lot of power. A lot of power. I mean, we saw power, we see power in, in Rose. Because, I mean, she knocked Yuan out a couple times. Right? Uh, or actually, just the one time. Uh... With a beautiful, a beautiful, um, just a hook that caught Ioana um, when she was moving back. Knocked her right out. But then we also saw Andrade, who, you know, was easily able to knock uh, Rose out with a, with a slam. She literally, Andrade literally, even being, being the smaller, the smaller girl, was able to pick Rose Namuyunas up and smash her back of the head right up to the back of the ground, right? Knocked her right out. Uh, it, was a, it was a brutal knockout, but, but a great performance nonetheless from Andrade. Then, Zhang Weili went in against Andrade and wiped the floor with her. Just completely destroyed her. In one round, you know, just knockout, like, a first-round knockout with knees and punches and elbows and just a flurry of dominant, hard strikes. And uh, Zhang Weili was able to take her out. So this was going to be very interesting. Um, Lee, though has only had four fights in in the UFC. She's had two division, vi- uh, two decision victories, a knockout victory, and a uh, submission victory. Um, so I mean, she's a very balanced fighter, very balanced fighter. She's twenty and one in her all MMA professional career. She has ten knockouts and seven submissions in the, in those twenty victories. So I mean, she's a very balanced fighter, very good fighter. But I mean, it's going to be interesting because it's only her fifth fight in the UFC, and she's going against arguably the best strawweight of all time. Now, Joanna has a lot of advantages. I feel that she has over, uh, you know, the majority of fighters. She can, you know, keep her distance, but then with her jab, be able to close the distance and and then come back out of it, just using her jab, and she does a very good job at throwing a ton of strikes whether it's just a bunch of uh, you know jabs and straights and knees and elbows you know she'll get close to you and throw a fluster of of shots in a very short time period and even though she doesn't have the, the damage or the strength to do a, a big knockout all of those you know little shots added together are are very taxing on you and she's been able to do that to many fighters where they just can't take it anymore but a lot of her fights have gone to decision And they always go her way because, you know, in a decision, she's landing the majority of the shots. She's putting constant pressure, like Tony Ferguson would, constant pressure the entire fight. Um, She's only moving forward, never backwards, and she's just throwing everything and landing a lot. She's a very good kickboxer. She lands her kicks very well. And so these are things that I think she's going to have to do against Zhang Weili because Zhang is very uh, strong and explosive, so I think... If Yuana could target maybe her legs, slow her down, and then Yuana could use her speed to her advantage. I think that's a that would be, you know... I'm sure that's a big thing they've already been focus on, focusing on. I'm sure they know that. But then... Zhang Weili also has to, you know, try to close the distance. Because she is the smaller girl. Yuana is two inches taller. But then also just... She's just a bigger girl. Compared to, you know, except to... Uh, When she fought Rose, wanna seems much bigger than the rest of the competition in that division. Arguably, could move up in weight and fit perfectly in in the you know the one twenty five division. But you know she stays at one fifteen, uses cardio to her advantage, and has done very well in the past, very well. And you know I think this is going to be a very interesting fight. My prediction, though, it you know I I really think Yulanda can win this one. Now. Zhang Weili is very very uh like strong and she doesn't take mental things from anyone. Joanna's you know like McGregor and like some of those guys they they use mental warfare before fights and Yoana definitely has that. But Zhang Weili doesn't even seem phased by it at all. But you know sometimes just the pressure gets to you and it, she has to defend her title against one of the best fighters of all time. And and I think that that pressure might get to her, and I think it's just, there's an inexperience factor to this, Um, Ioana just has a ton of championship experience, she has a ton of five-round experience, and I think if she just does what she normally does, doesn't, you know, don't take as much damage, get in and out, you know, quickly move in with your jabs, get as much damage as you can, and move out, you know, without... Getting hit too much, then I think Yohanna will be perfectly okay. But the issue is if Zhang um, Weili lands a hard shot, it's gonna hurt Yoana. yoana has been knocked out, you know, a couple times now. So her chin isn't, you know, perfectly there anymore. She can't. I don't think she'd be able to take uh, a really hard f- shot from Weili. But I think her her speed to get in and out is definitely gonna be a big factor. So yeah, my prediction is Yuana will win. Uh, by a majority decision, and, and we'll get the belt. But, you know, it's going to be a great fight, nonetheless. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Ioana is always fun to watch. Uh, Zhang Li is super exciting, too. She's, you know, a new up-and-comer. Four fights in the UFC. She's already a champion. Um, a good person. It's just going to be a great fight all around. It's going to be a great a great night. But there's my prediction. I'm a big Ioana fan, but I, I'm... Trying to keep as much bias out of it as possible, but it, it's definitely going to be a great one. Very, very much looking forward to it. And then moving on to the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. It's about to be an insane fight. But I, I have someone that I think is going to be a clear winner. But I'll explain that in, in a little bit. So Israel is 18 and 0, and in Just MMA, in professional MMA. But he's a very good kickboxer. He's had 75 professional kickboxing fights. And I'm pretty sure, I don't want to be too wrong, but I'm pretty positive. He has uh, 72 kickboxing victories out of the 75, which is insane. Um, I mean, he's coming in this fight, he's 3 inches taller with a 7 inch reach advantage. Which is crazy. I mean, seven inches. That's, and this is a guy who has some of the best feet and the best head movement in the entire division. I mean, Gaslam and, and Whitaker when they fought him, you know, couldn't land the power shots. I mean, Gaslam got him once. That's about it. They couldn't land the shots, you know, because Adesanya he'd move his head with the shots, so the punches would land at the end you know, at the end of the throw rather than, you know, the middle or whenever they they were supposed to be hit, you know. So, you know, he's going to keep, you know, keeping that distance. His feet, he always has a really wide stance, and he's going to stay, you know, I don't know, he'll probably stay on the inside of the cage and have Romero backed up against the fence because Romero is going to have to try to keep this keep this in close. Um Just like what I was just saying with the you want to fight. It's going to be kind of similar. Romero being small, the smaller man, bigger in mass, but the smaller man, based on height and reach, he's going to have to close the distance and definitely use his wrestling background, his grappling background, and some of his heavy, heavy striking ability. In the, and that's the only way he's going to beat Adesanya. If it's just a, a straight-up kickboxing match with with a lot of distance, Adesanya can use leg kicks and body kicks and, and definitely hit Romero in places Romero can't even reach. That's how Adesanya's going to win the fight. Um, Romero, though, is an Olympic silver medalist at the uh, 2000 Olympic Games. I know that's 20 years ago now, but still a fantastic wrestler. In 1999, he was a world champion in wrestling, world champion, and a silver medalist in the Olympics the year after. He's 42 years old, though. I know I mentioned this earlier. He's 42 years old, but... I don't think that matters. If you look at him, he's in insane shape. His muscles are the most defined, giant. He's he's really the, the scariest looking guy in the division, just if you were to base every competitor on their looks. But what I see there, with a lot of muscle mass, you get tired, and you've seen that with a lot of fighters. They try to go up in weight classes, or they try to get bigger, they try to gain more muscle, and they just can't keep up. Because there's people that are naturally that size, and you know naturally that weight, because they're, you know, Adesanya's six three, and weighs the same weight as him, and they can just they've had that cardio, they they've been able to last that long, um, through all their camps and everything at that at that weight, without as much muscle mass. You know, muscle mass weighs you down. It really does. It makes you it gets you tired faster. So, Romero can definitely get get fatigued. But he's a complete freak. He's an animal. We've seen him, I mean, at UFC 205, he did a flying knee that took uh, Chris Weidman's head off almost. You know? You can see him, he had a spinning back fist a few years ago. Like, the fight could be going completely normal, and then in in a split second, the guy's knocked out, you know, completely unconscious. Romero's just that quick. He explodes that fast. But, going to my prediction... I think Adesanya will definitely win this fight. He's one of the most confident UFC fighters in the entire the entire roster. Um, he just bought himself a a very nice orange McLaren. He's got you know, he's just super happy for himself, and he feels like he really is the best. He really feels like it. But see, just like the the McGregor Cowboy fight, look, they were trying to sell like, Cowboy is this great veteran, which he is, but, like, he's still great veteran in his prime, ready to go, can give McGregor a run for his money, and he wasn't, wasn't on the same level, right, he wasn't on the same page, he just wasn't, he was getting older, and, you know, there's a lot of money involved, and he has a family, right, now, Romero, well, people, you know, if you're not a big fan, or you don't read about it too much, and it's just a big fight night. You know it's really popular. You don't want to watch it. You might not know this, but he's on a two fight losing streak. He lost to uh, Paulo Costa, which was an unbelievable fight. You should watch that um, if you haven't. Romero versus Costa. Um, but Paulo Costa won that fight, and he should be in this this main event this main event today. But he's having bicep surgery. Um, tore part of his bicep, so that's gonna. You know, definitely take a lot of time to heal. I think it was something like eight months at least, or something, to heal, which is crazy. And then the fight before that, Romero lost to Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, who Adesanya put, you know, dropped him twice. He really won the fight twice because he knocked Whitaker out almost cold at the end of round one in their fight in their t- in that title fight when Whitaker was champion. Adesanya knocked Whitaker out cold at the end of the first round, but the bell rang, and the fight—the ref hadn't stopped the fight yet, so he got his minute rest, and then they then they went back at it, and then, in round two, Adesanya knocked him out again. So, <coughs> excuse me. So Adesanya went, could, you know, lasted a, a round and a half against Whitaker, crushed him, just picked him apart, and, and got the title. Whereas Romero couldn't, you know, lost to him in a five-round decision. Lost to Whitaker. And I definitely think that says something. I really do. I mean, obviously, Whitaker could have fought differently in those two fights. Romero could have fought differently as he's going to fight this Saturday. But when you look at it from side to side, Romero isn't as terrifying as everyone thinks he is. In my opinion... I would never fight the guy, and a lot of people will not fight the guy. But he's coming off consecutive losses. He couldn't defeat Whitaker, Adesanya could easily, and I think Adesanya just has too much of the you know too much skill, too much uh, size and reach in length. Um, but I, I I mean Adesanya doesn't have the strength. I don't think he'll be able to knock him out. But my final prediction is I definitely believe Adesanya will win. By. I want to say I'm pretty sure unanimous decision. For some reason, Romero never really gets decisions ever at all. I don't know if it's style that that referees don't really find appealing. But I mean, there has been fights in the past where it looked like he you know could have deserved more, but he doesn't really get as much. Um, so if that's the case, I think unanimous decision for Adesanya. So those are my predictions. I mean, I can't wait to watch this fight card. I'll definitely be going to Buffalo Wild Wings with the family and some friends and, you know, just have a bunch of wings, some soda, and and have a great night. But uh, I'll be back. I'll get a a post-fight podcast ready for you guys um, as soon as I can. And uh, I I hope you enjoy watching the fights. I hope you learned and got a little more educated about who the fighters are and, you know, When you show up to whatever party you're going to or wherever you're watching, you have a little more knowledge that other people don't know. But as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it honestly more than anything in the world. I hope you have a great day. See you next time. Okay, put your fucking hands up. just a fucking anthem. Smiling cause I'm young, rich, black, and I'm handsome. Not to mention wealthy, ass on a healthy young millionaire. What the fuck can you tell me? Smell me, nigga. that's Chanel cologne. I'm in Europe with the tourists. with no sell your phone. Like, ooh, sound like rich nigga problems. I hit a bad bitch with a fistful the car